We pick up on the very top of Daf Yud Bet, uh, Daf 12, with a new Mishnah. Uh, if you consecrate uh, your, all your possessions uh, and you don't specify uh, exactly how they should be dealt with, uh, there are different ways that you can consecrate. You can consecrate uh, animals, uh, certain type of things as actual offerings themselves, or you can consecrate it what's known as bedekabait, uh, for the upkeep of the temple. Uh, normally, uh, as we'll see later on in the Gemara, normally with animals, uh, we try, uh, if the animal is unblemished, generally we say that that should be brought up as a, a sacrifice itself. Uh, and, uh, and and now, <clears throat> and you include things that uh, are, are fit uh, to go for the Korban or Tatibur. We, we said yesterday uh, this is going to be referring to incense. Uh, so if you have all of these uh, uh, things, Yidnu, Luma Nem Biskaran, you give it uh, to the, the artisans uh, as, as their wages, Div Rabbi Akiva. Uh, that's what Rabbi Akiva says. Uh, and we're going to see that uh, Rabbi Akiva disagrees with something we had said yesterday. Uh, we said, according to most opinions, that uh, you're not you're not allowed uh, to just give it to them. You can't deconsecrate uh, uh, something that is holy and fit to be offered up uh, as a korban uh, and without some kind of intermediate uh, process. On you can't just give it to them for their work. Uh, you have to deconsecrate it on something tangible as opposed to work which is intangible. Uh, that is Rabbi Akiva's view is that you can uh, deconsecrate it even on something intangible like their work. Amalo Ben Azai and Ben Azai disagrees and uh, he has the discussion that we had yesterday. Anohi Amira, this is not the way to do it. Ella, Mafrishin Mehen Skaru Manim, what do you do? Uh, as we saw yesterday, uh, what you do is you take a certain amount of uh, an amount of money owing to the people uh, for their Skaru Manim, their wages. Umachalimotan Amaot Umanim. And what do you do? You, uh, you take the, the the Kotoret, and you uh, you swap uh, the money for the Kotoret. The Kotoret uh, becomes uh, de consecrated, and the money becomes holy. Um, so, what do you do? As we said, uh, that's uh, the money is now. Um, Holy and uh, the Kotorit is not. And then you give the Kotorit uh, to these artisans as uh, as their pay. Of course, and then what do we do? <coughs> well, we return. We take the new truma and we buy the, uh, the incense back from these artisans. As we, as we discussed yesterday, we went into a lot of detail about this yesterday. Uh, so what happens if you consecrate uh, everything you own uh, and you haven't specified, you didn't say uh, this is for better kabayat or, or, or uh, anything like that. So, uh, and, and you find an animal uh, that is fit to go on the altar eye. It's unblemished. Uh, it says, uh, either male or female, what do you do with it? So now we have a machloket in the Mishnah. We're going to see a, an, a third opinion uh, coming up later. But Rebeliezer uh, or Mayor Rebeliezer says, Zachrim Yimkru Latorchei Olot. If it's a male animal, you should sell it uh, and uh, for the needs of people who, who require Onola, uh, and then the people will bring it, uh, that animal, as uh, as an Ola, and you take the money and you give it to Bedekabat uh, an animal, a female animal which obviously cannot be brought as an Ola, an Ola can only be male 
female animals <coughs> you should sell uh, for the sake of a person who needs a shlamim offering and Reb Liezer says the, the highest form <coughs> of donation really is uh, the, the reason for that is because you're giving it totally to the temple uh, as opposed to if you would actually sacrifice this animal <coughs> as uh, as an ola, for example, uh, what happens is is that a uh, the kohen the kohen uh, takes the hide of the animal and uh, and uh, the rest of it gets burned up. And if you sacrifice it, for example, as a shlamim, uh, then not only does the kohen uh, you know get get the hide, uh, you would also uh, get the, uh, the the meat. A certain amount of the meat uh, goes for the shlamim. The owner would also get it. So it's it's a, it's a not a complete uh, dedication to the, the actual temple itself. Uh, everyone shares in a bit. The temple gets a bit, but so too uh, do the people that... Um that brought uh, the sacrifice. So Rebeleza says, if you really want everything to go to the Beit Amigdash, the purest form of doing it is to do this Bede Kabait. Uh, and that's why you sell it. And with the money, uh, you sell these animals, uh, unblemished animals. The animals themselves, as we mentioned, cannot go for Bede Kabait. Animals need to be sacrificed on the altar. Uh, but Rebeleza says, the money uh, from all of them uh, go to, uh, goes to Bede Kabait and, uh, and that fulfills your obligation in the most ideal way. Rabbi Yeshua uh, Omer, he disagrees. Rabbi Yeshua says, Zacharim Atman, Yikru Olot. The males, if they are male offerings, uh, then you uh, offer, offer them up directly as Olot. He says, the idea of an Olah, it gets totally burned up towards Hashem. He said that Olah is the most holy of all the offerings, and therefore, you might as well give it up as an Ola that is essentially dedicating it uh, totally to, to Hashem, to the temple. Uh, for females, you, you uh, do with uh, exactly as we said above, you should sell them for the need of the people who bring a Shlamim offering. And with that money, uh, he says, uh, you bring an Ola. Uh, he says the, the highest form of offering, says Rabbi Yeshua, is the Ola, and therefore try to convert as much as you can to Olot. And all the other non-animal uh, parts of your uh, possessions, uh, they all go, uh, get sold and uh, get converted into Bedekabait uh, money. You have to give that uh, to the upkeep of the temple. Okay, so I'm Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, listen, Ro'ani et divra Rabbi Eliezer, I see Rabbi Eliezer's uh, view as, uh, as, as more authoritative uh, than Rabbi Yeshua's. Why? As Rabbi Eliezer, he shava et midot. Rabbi Yeshua, chalak. He says that uh, Rabbi Eliezer is very simple. He says the mage, it, do everything you need to to convert it into Berekabait and then you bring their money to uh, for Berekabait purposes. So I can understand Rabbi Eliezer's view. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua, he says, distinguishes uh, between the different items, uh, either male or female uh, or you know, different, um, you know, certain, certain animals are brought as Ola, uh, the rest of your possessions are brought as uh, the Bedekabait. So, really, he differentiates between the two of them and he says it's the cleaner way of doing it is Rabbi Yeshua's, uh, Rabbi Liezer's uh, view rather than what Rabbi Yeshua suggests. Okay, I'm a Rabbi Papayos. Uh, he says, Shamati et divrei shnehem. I've heard uh, both of them, uh, the, the view of both of them. Uh, um, um, it says, Hamakdish beferish. And he says, I can understand that actually um, uh, applies to both 
uh, you know, separate situations. Hamaktish befeirush. If you explicitly uh, say about uh, that your animals are to be uh, included, uh, you really want your animals to be part of uh, the rest of everything else that you give uh, to the Beit Hamikdash. Then I hold that you have to treat them all the same, the same way as Rebeliezer uh, does. He says you have to treat them. Uh, with uniformly, hamaktish stam. But if you just say hamaktish stam and you don't specify uh, the animals, uh, including in the animals, uh, we don't. We say kedivrei Rabbi Yeshua. Then we say we can apply uh, the rules differently. A person says uh, about that that he just wants it to be hektish. Uh, then uh, we can apply the rules uh, differently, and I say it goes like uh, you know Rabbi Yeshua in that instance. Okay, hamaktish neskav. How you behave? You, you consecrate uh, everything that you own uh, and there are things in there that are fit to go on the altar i.e. Uh, uh, the, the wine for libation purposes and uh, oil also libations uh, part of your menachot and ofot and birds uh, it says uh, and there is some discussion whether this is uh, because you know it, 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 otherwise it could uh, conflict with what we'd said earlier. Uh, so we say, Yimkuru, Lutzorche, Otsuamin. They get sold uh, for the needs uh, of that type of, uh, of item, i.e. the person uh, needs it, you sell the flour to the person who needs the mincha, uh, the wine for the person who needs the sachim, etc. Uh, you should bring olot uh, with those uh, money. And the rest of the money uh, goes to Berekabait. Okay, that is the mission of the Gomorrah picks up. Uh, in terms of, if you consecrate everything you own, uh, and there are things there for Korbanot Atzibur. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says Ketoret, as we explained already in the Mishnah, this is referring to uh, Ketoret, the incense, uh, we had this discussion yesterday as well. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, he says, Tipater v'uman shall bait abtinus, and it must be uh, that we're not taking sides in the Machloket we had yesterday, whether you are allowed to uh, consecrate the, uh, uh, to, to make incense, to grind the incense in a, uh, whether you have to do it in a klisharet, a holy uh, vessel in the temple, or you could consecrate it uh, and, uh, and, and, and grind it uh, inside your own vessels. We are not uh, taking sides in that debate, uh, and we say because what we, uh, the, the, the view is, is that uh, this is for uh, a craftsman from the Beit Avtinas, the Beit Avtinas who actually go and make the Ketorah and the reason we are saying that he would somehow have Ketoret in his house is not because we are saying that you can uh, make Ketoret at home and then later on give it to the temple. Uh, that would be taking the one side and, and proving the one side in the uh, debate. Uh, what do we say? Is that this was part of a uh, uh, as when you have to buy the new katoret uh, with the uh, with the new money uh, the katoret with the new money uh, we said we were part of that whole deconsecration process and they had katoret that was given to them as their wages uh, and before the the temple had a chance to buy it back uh, this kohen went and consecrated uh, this katoret to the Beit Hamikdash okay so that really is uh, the situation there and as we said we're not taking. 
sides uh, uh, in that in that previous dispute. All right, uh, now going back to uh, to what we had had before my time, Ben Azza. So what uh, we quote Ben, uh, we don't quote Ben Azza, but we may, we uh, remember what Ben Azza said. Uh, he says you can't. Uh, why, why does Ben Azza disagree with Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva says just give the wages uh, to. The, uh, the the artisans uh, the craftsmen uh, as uh, you can give them incense directly uh, and you don't have to deconsecrate there's no kind of middle step uh, and uh, why why does Ben Azai uh, said no he said you have to transfer it over to money first and then use the money uh, you know, and 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 then uh, you know, there was an intermediate stage of having the money and then. Uh, the incense was not holy, and then you would go buy it back. Shein hektish mitchalel al malacha. He says hektish cannot be uh, deconsecrated onto something intangible like work. Ella alamaut. It has to be deconsecrated onto something physical, something tangible like money. Tzman tenene. We learned in a Mishnah in Tumura, uh, and there's uh, now discussing, going to be discussing uh, Tumura, uh, an animal that you try and uh, you, you consecrate a particular animal. And now what you do is you try to say, listen, I actually want to swap uh, the animal. You have consecrate animal A and you say, I actually want to swap out animal A uh, for animal B. So animal B will be the new consecrated one uh, and animal A will lose its sanctity. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, you're forbidden to do it. But if you do do it, uh, what, what happens is, is that both animals, animal A uh, r- remains holy and animal B gets the same holiness as animal A. A. All right. So now uh, we learned in the Mishnah in uh, in, uh, in in Tumura. Yes, uh, There are certain things in terms of Tumura uh, that don't apply to Bedekabayit. It's only if it's got physical uh, uh, sanctity. Okay. Uh, if it apl- certain things apply only to Bedekabayit and don't apply to animals of uh, which are consecrated uh, through physical sanctity themselves, i.e., unblemished animals, uh, i.e., for the altar. There's Kodesh Kodesh Bedekabayit. And uh, the, the, they have got significant differences uh, between the two of them. If you consecrate something uh, to Berekabait uh, for the temple, uh, for, for temple use, for temple upkeep, hektish Berekabait chal alakol. The differences are that hektish uh, for the maintenance of the house applies to everything, uh, applies to uh, animals and all animals, kosher, not kosher, uh, wood, stones, uh, whatever you want, blemished animals, you know, as opposed to uh, something that is fit for the Mizbech, uh, it, has, it has to be fit for the Mizbech. So kosher Mizbech has to be an unblemished animal of the right type. Uh, and uh, you, you would be liable for me'ila uh, uh, of these things. Things uh, and you know and, and something that grows uh, from it, for example, an egg of a chicken or milk of an animal, uh, you'd be liable uh, for that. Better uh, it, uh, you'd be liable for that, as opposed to an an, an animal. Or maybe you say uh, that just the animal itself is uh, is holy uh, and. Um, Maybe the things that come out of it uh, would not necessarily uh, be holy, so you'd be liable for ma'ila uh, in terms of the the growths uh, out of them. Uh, there's you know there's, that's that's one view. There are other views. However, uh, um, 
Chanaya Lekohanim. And there's no, uh, as we mentioned, we uh, did mention this before, uh, in terms of the animal for the altar, uh, there's no uh, benefit, um, you know, uh, as opposed to animals for the altar, animals for better kabayat, uh, the priests uh, do not uh, benefit from them, as opposed to animals for the Mizbech, where, as we mentioned, for Nula, they get the hide, uh, and for other animals, they end up uh, getting a portion uh, of the uh, uh, of the meat uh, as well. All right, Amarav Chananya, so Rav Chananya says about this, uh, he says this is like Reb uh, as we saw in the Tinnan, as we learned in our uh, if you consecrate and there are, are, are things that are fit, animals that are fit for the Mizbeach, male and female animals, you sell the males for the people who need a lot, you sell the females for the people who need shlamim. He says the highest form of uh, dedication is for better which is exactly uh, what uh, that Mishnah in tomorrow was saying that uh, that um is no benefit uh, for the priests uh, it applies you know to 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 um Everything at consecrate, you know, if you consecrate for better kabbat, applies even to non-kosher animals and wood and stones, etc. So we see better kabbat is much more inclusive and even more holy uh, than just uh, plain kosher uh, mizbech. So that that is what uh, we say there, uh, and uh, you know that's what Rabbi Leizer says that uh, anything that you 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 uh, makdish, uh, everything goes to uh, you know better kabbat, uh, and that that's what you. That's what you do. I'm Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan says, "Time at Rabbi Lezer, Ish ki akriv et yaktish et peto kodesh Hashem." Pasuk in Vayikra towards end of Vayikra, it says, "When a man should make his house uh, holy to Hashem." Uh, it says, "Does it mean b'ma anan kaimin?" You know, in beto dira. If you really mean think that uh, his house really means uh, dira, his bait is rabbit dira, bait dira. If you say that's where he lives. Kavar uh, Ketiv, there was a Pasuk, uh, the next Pasuk that talks about that in Maktush, Yigal, Et Bedo, if a person uh, consecrated it, he's able to redeem his house. So it does talk about uh, a person's house uh, in, in, uh, in, in the following Pasuk, so it can't be referring to house exactly. Ella, Kianan, Kaiman, it must be talking about a person who is consecrates the, the his possessions and that is called you know what stays in his house within Mikan according to this uh, in Rebelezer's view uh, in, in any uh, thing that you consecrate uh, without defining it obviously you can define it uh, but here we're talking all about a person who does not uh, define it so if a person uh, d- d- just says I'm making everything hectic uh, we say Bedekabait uh, is what it ultimately has to go to. Amiri Zaira, uh, Rabbi Zaira uh, disagrees uh, with, with this and uh, and he says Rav Huna B'Shem Rav he says uh, Rav Huna says in the name of Rav uh, he says Bama Pligin he says no uh, what is the, the actual uh, thing that they argue about Memakdush Nechasav that's uh, you know when someone consecrates uh, his possessions uh, all his property uh, it says and he doesn't mention uh, anything however Aval Memakdush Edyo Edyo 
draw. Uh, if you go and you consecrate your uh, animals in your flock, uh, and uh, you just say these animals are kadosh, uh, it says uh, call ama amode shehu mizbech. No, when you just when you just say the animals, uh, it seems to be the the implication is that uh, it's only things that are going to be sacrificed. Uh, only things uh, you only consecrating things that are sacrificed on the altar. Uh, maybe even Rabbi Eliezer would say that uh, it's um, you you would consecrate them for the mizbech if it's only animals. Uh, Rabbi Ba uh, Rav Huna B'shem uh, Rav Rabbi Ba said that Rav Huna uh, said in the name of Rav. Uh, he's got a different view. He says they argue about b'makdish edro. Uh, that's only when you consecrate uh, all the animals without saying uh, anything with it. Aval makdish nechasav. He goes and he says if you makdish your your possessions, kolamah uh, modi shu lebedekabat. Everyone, uh, even uh, you know, uh, Rabbi Yisur would agree uh, that it goes. Uh, I mean, Rabbi Yeshua would agree uh, with Rabbi Yisur that it goes to bedek habayt. Uh, that's if you say all your possessions. Um, you know the the argument uh, is between the two of them if you only have animals okay so it's a different uh, view on what we said okay now uh, the Gemara tries to decide our data Rebbe Zaira Nicha this works out well according to Rebbe Zaira. Uh, so if you only have animals, uh, then they would be used on the altar. Vakasha, Arabi Ba. You know the whole point is why else are you going to consecrate uh, these animals? Surely there must be you. You saying by saying you're only consecrating your animals, it means that you want them to go on the mizbech. Vahema lo on mizbechi. You know are you saying that uh, the the you know an animal uh, is not going to go on the altar? Obviously vahema the mizbechi. The vahema does go for the mizbech. Lama stam ha'ish So why does the person uh, then you know specify that you know without saying specifically that that's what he wanted so it must be that uh, I don't want him to be done on the altar so it's a kind of a, a, a um, a strange way of saying it, but if you only do your your uh, uh, your animals, uh, you know that's it. Uh, that uh, you know that, that's uh, you, you would say actually it's a kind of somewhat counterintuitive. Uh, if you specifically say animals, obviously they could go on the altar, uh, and uh, you know why don't you just say the animals go on the altar? The fact that you never said it means that you actually wanted to go uh, for bedekabat. So it's uh, you know we we take it and 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 say that that's what the person wanted it to do. Okay, so now we had uh, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua and now we have Rabbi Yochanan Amar. Rabbi Yochanan comes uh, uh, and, and and kind of acts as an intermediate uh, opinion over them. Uh, he says Lo, Shana, he uh, he uh, uh, He says, no, there's no difference uh, in the cases. It doesn't you know, there, there is, uh, you know, if you even consecrate all your possessions uh, in the case you just, you just consecrate the animals and your flock it says they argue in both cases all right uh, Ravuna Bashem Rav uh, uh, Rabbi Obaya Bashem Rabbi Yochanan uh, Ravuna in the name of Rav and that Rav said that Rav Obaya said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan uh, now if you consecrate an animal for Bedekabait uh, and then you end up selling these uh, animals, okay, you end up uh, selling them. The question is uh, they were still unblemished, uh, they were timimim. Uh, he says those animals, uh, they are still fit for an, uh, an offering, okay. Uh, it says those animals, uh, before they have been 
consecrated again, uh, Yatsula Chulin. Uh, they are fully Chulin. Uh, now, we're going to see that uh, what, what, what often happens uh, is that um, if you have a specific animal uh, that uh, and uh, the, the, the holiness falls upon it, and then for some reason uh, it gets a mum, some kind of blemish or something, if it had physical sanctity uh, and then it gets a mum, uh, it, 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 it retains a vestige of that sanctity still. Uh, there's a little bit of sanctity and you can't uh, treat it uh, in, in certain ways uh, and you know the Gemara is not going to go into it here, the Gemara in places like Tamura and, uh, and, and, and the like uh, goes into it but you the, the question is that uh, these animals are not uh, um, completely uh, free uh, what, what the first opinion says Rav Khuna in the name of Rav and the Rav Ba in the name of Rav Yochanan says no uh, if, you, if you had animals for better kabat and you sell them, those animals are completely uh, non-sanctified uh, at the moment and and um uh, and uh, you know, uh, and the buyer has to take it and and then make it holy. Uh, and, uh, the, we said uh, used for a lot. Uh, the Gemara says, Manita and Amrakan. The Mishnah says, and there's a Mishnah actually in Chulin. Uh, if you if the animal is uh, holy, uh, if you make an animal holy, it's got a blemish, uh, and uh, you try and make it holy. Obviously, it can't be brought up on the altar. Uh, only the the value uh, is uh, holy. Uh, so then, Vlatan uh, Vachaban. Muta uh, al pigeon and the 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 any children that it has in the milk uh, it's fine uh, as long as you redeem it uh, this animal so after you say it, it's it's being done for um, um, sanctifying this animal you sanctify the monetary value and once you've given the monetary value uh, if you've redeemed it uh, then you can use uh, you know if it gives uh, milk or uh, it has uh, children then you can uh, you know once you've redeemed it the redemption uh, takes away all uh, holiness in the animal. So too are we saying that uh, if it's just for better kabait, uh, when you redeem these animals by selling them, uh, even though they aren't blemished, uh, uh, the, the holiness was only the amount of their value. And now you've sold it, uh, that animal is completely uh, free of any holiness. Uh, Rav Kista, uh, he says no, uh, I disagree. Uh, he says, Tipater, Padan, Timimim, Humamu. He says, no, uh, rather, it's what are we talking about here, uh, that you redeemed them, uh, that you might have redeemed them when they were unblemished, and now they've got a blemish. Once the animal's got a blemish, uh, well, then there's no holiness uh, left anymore, uh, and there's only monetary value uh, about it. And, and But he says, if it remained unblemished, if it somehow uh, was unblemished, uh, it, it retained some holiness, uh, and that cannot be uh, redeemed, even though, uh, you know, even, even, even though you've redeemed it, uh, it still maintains this a certain level of holiness. Rabbi Yosef Hashem Rav Chista uh, Rabbi Yosef in the name of Rav Chista says the Mishnah in Tumura uh, Manitin Amrakain uh, the Mishnah also supports uh, this view because uh, what does it say? Um, Vladan Chalban Asu Lecha Achar Pigeon. In terms of an animal that was uh, made Kurdish uh, for the Mizbah, uh, and then it gets a blemish, uh, it says you're allowed to uh, get benefits from their children or their milk, uh, etc. After their, uh, you know, after their redemption. Uh, and the part of the mission that's not quoted here, uh, it says if an animal that was consecrated for better uh, gets a mum and gets redeemed, you are allowed to use the the, the the 
children or the milk uh, for thing, but only if the animal has got a blemish, uh, as opposed to uh, something that uh, an unblemished uh, better kabite animal uh, that's still got holiness, even though you've redeemed it. Okay, so that's, uh, that, that supports the opposing view uh, over here. All right, Rabbi Kisya, B'Shem Rabbi Yosa. So he says, uh, he says that he's got a, uh, another, um, you know, uh, the, the, this, this view, he brings another proof. He says animals consecrated for better kabite uh, that get redeemed are, you know, wild and blemished. It says, Yatsu Lechulin. He says, according to, to uh, you know, the, this brighter, it says they are completely, uh, they go out uh, to Chulin. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, leftover holiness in then. Uh, in, uh, and we say in Tamar, lo uh, Yes, and in, if you say that they would not go, this must be correct, because if you say they do not get transferred out to Chulin, how can items that were meant to be part of the altar uh, um, go and uh, assume uh, holiness on uh, Okay, so in other words, uh, what what we have here, uh, when when an unblemished animal is uh, is is consecrated for better kabbat and you sell it, uh, the buyers go and consecrate the animals uh, to the altar. If there's somehow uh, still better kabbat holiness uh, on there, uh, we would have a problem because if there is still better kabbat holiness, uh, if if something is done for better kabbat, you cannot uh, transfer it over uh, to uh, to to and make and and reconsecrate the animal. Because uh, once it's better kabbat, there's no space for the holiness of the altar uh, to take place. So it must be that they completely uh, disappear. Uh, I it completely gets redeemed, uh, even though they aren't uh, blemished. So the Gemara says, "Yeah, you're right." Actually, mumin So therefore, you know why? You know, surely that's a good argument. Why do you say uh, that uh, there has to have some form of blemish? He says, "No." Only animals that are blemished uh, will become uh, totally non-holy, uh, and the reason is uh, He says from a rabbinical uh, point of view, uh, the the holiness of the altar uh, is uh, is is on them. Later, male and 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 liade mila. So so what what does this affect? Legiza lavoda. In terms of you're not allowed to share them and you're not allowed to work with them. Uh, and and really, so there's a rabbinical thing. Because otherwise, uh, what 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 uh, the rabbis are worried about? Uh, if you say this animal uh, does not have any holiness, uh, what will you do? You you kind of keep these animals and keep them in your flock. You say, okay, well, you know, while I'm waiting uh, for this, I'll have uh, more children. Uh, these animals, I'll breed these animals, etc. And that would be using kochim, uh, and it could come to a uh, a stumbling block uh, for people. And therefore, what the rabbis say, it, you, you wouldn't be allowed to share them and work. Uh, with them so really even though um that uh, in theory the, the, you could uh, do that from a Durata perspective the rabbis forbade it uh, and uh, and therefore they said uh, they, they it's got no holiness uh, whatsoever all right <coughs> um uh, and that's that that's how we end up 
Okay, uh, new um, new topic. Piskor Tumura. We move on again to Tumura uh, and trying to substitute one animal for the other. If you set aside a female animal uh, and you say that this animal is for Nola, uh, and that uh, Nola, as we said before, has to be a male offering. Piskor uh, or for your Pesach offering also needs to be a male offering. Vashamo uh, and your Asham, you set aside a female animal for that and Asham also has to be a male offering or say Tumura uh, despite the fact that the underlying animal uh, is not fit to be brought itself uh, on the altar uh, for the sake of what you try to designate it for uh, it can make a Tumura uh, it, uh, it, it's got enough holiness uh, so if you say try swap this animal out uh, then uh, both of them become holy uh, Rabbi, Shimon, uh, Rabbi Shimon says no yeah, I disagree it's not all three cases Lord Ator he says only an ola uh, can be made if you designated this female offering as an ola. Uh, he says that makes it tumura. But this doesn't work for a Pesach offering or an Asham offering. Uh, he says that that's no good. Okay, it is, uh, in other words, it can't make a substitute. You can say substitute all the, all you know all day. Uh, it won't have any effect. Rabbi uh, Shimon. Ben Yehuda, uh, third opinion here, uh, as opposed to Rabbi Shimon by himself. Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda uh, says, Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon, in the name of Rabbi Shimon. So uh, he's, you know, he's quoting a different version of Rabbi Shimon. He says, no, uh, it doesn't make a difference whether you consecrated it for an Ola, a Pesach, or an Asham. Uh, there's no substitute involved. It can't be, f- it, it's no good. Uh, the, the female offering is not good for any of these things. As a result, uh, you're, you're, it's got no holiness, uh, and no, or at least not enough holiness for a Tumura uh, to be formed uh, over there. So now we will... Uh, discuss uh, each of these things. I'm Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan says, Tama uh, Rabbi Shimon off. Why does uh, Rabbi Shimon agree in terms of an Ola? Uh, you know, surely he holds. He says it doesn't work for a Pesach and an Asham, uh, which means that uh, he says that because it's a female offering, it never works. The so too, you know, why does he agree with an Ola that it does work? The reason for Rabbi Shimon says Rabbi Yochanan is Shekain Matinu he says there is a certain type of ola, I uh, and ola, of a bird. Uh, when it comes to a bird, uh, we're not specific on, um, we're more lenient uh, when it comes to uh, offering it. Uh, doesn't, uh, we don't just, uh, say that it has to be a male or it has to be a female, uh, as long as it's, uh, even if it is uh, somewhat blemished, as opposed to an animal which can't have any blemishes. Um, a bird can be a little bit blemished uh, as, as long as it's not missing a limb of sorts. So he says an ola uh, can be brought from a female bird. So ola has got some connection to femininity. And as a result, we say that uh, you, if you sanctify uh, this female animal as an ola, it can make a tumura uh, because a bird could be offered as a, a female bird could be offered up as a, an ola. So it's got a connection to femininity, enough, enough of a connection to uh, 
uh, make this a tamura. All right, I'm Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan says, Time of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, and Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, the third view, Emin Bimino, who Chalokalav. He says, No, nothing works. He says, if, if Even if two animals are uh, the same kind, uh, and there is a distinction uh, between uh, the two of them, which we'll point out in a second. min uh, Obviously, but you know, when something's meant to be a, a, a male and you're trying to consecrate a female, uh, that's not the same type at all. So even if it's uh, the same uh, species, either the same uh, male, uh, or you know, and, and even though uh, there's only a, a lesser difference between the two of them, he says when there's a great, and, and still we disqualify it. Uh, he says when there's a great difference, male to female, uh, between the two of them, then nothing works. Uh, okay, so uh, that, that that's uh, his view. That's why he says nothing works. So we explained uh, those lo- those last two opinions. As you mean, bimino shu chalokalav. Now we just explain this last idea here. Uh, what do you mean? Two types of animals that are the same kind uh, that he uh, that uh, that won't be allowed. Uh, it says hadatani, uh, like we taught uh, in the following brata asham ben shana. What happens if you meant uh, to bring an asham that's less than a year old? Um, that is uh, for a nazir. You bring uh, that type of asham. Vevi ben shnatam, and you bring a, an animal that is uh, two years old, so that's too old. Uh, or ben shtaim, or, or an asham that's meant to be uh, two years old, uh, and um, we, uh, we know that's the standard type of olah, uh, and you bring one that's three years old. Vevi ben shalosh, say you have not fulfilled your obligation, uh, and uh, you know the animal's the right type of animal. It's a male animal, uh, just uh, too old. So he says, if it works, if it doesn't work, in a case where it's too old. Definitely, if it's a different type, uh, then uh, it doesn't work at all. Okay, I'm Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan says, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yoshua, Shneim, uh, Both Rabbi Shimon, I, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda, and Rav Yoshua said the same thing. Amri Echad, it says, Rabbi Yeshua said that an animal uh, that was a female uh, that was, uh, you know, designated, consecrated, you know, uh, stam is not consecrated with anything holy uh, as, uh, you know, as, uh, as an ola. Uh, you know, all that happens is that uh, it gets a status of uh, monetary holiness. Rabbi uh, Shimon So too, that uh, Rabbi Shimon says, it's only gets uh, an amount of like uh, a monetary uh, value as opposed to uh, the uh, Inherent uh, value. Okay, uh, it says ain't imtamar kudushat kudushat guf yiru because if it did, uh, it did turn out uh, to to uh, if it did have some form of inherent sanctity, uh, well then you wouldn't be allowed to sell it uh, for the sake of shlamim, uh, as we had mentioned uh, in our mishnah. Uh, what 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 you would have to do is you would have you would have to get a graze uh, and get a blemish. So so therefore we're saying that uh, it, um, you know if it wouldn't have any uh, inherent holiness uh, and then you wouldn't you know and 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 that's why uh if you consecrate as not it would not have any inherent holiness and that's why you could sell it um it's only got monetary holiness okay uh amarebi even though this is uh you know we we carry on uh, discussing amarebi and uh yes uh he says uh, um 
Uh, I don't see the statement of Rabbi Shimon in terms of a Pesach. Shemota Pesach Bashlamim. He says, uh, you had mentioned before that uh, none of them are holy. He says, I can find out a thing where femininity also applies to uh, an, a Pesach offering. Why? Even though the Pesach is meant to be a um, a male animal under a year, uh, we know that uh, that uh, uh, the leftover of a Pesach, uh, for example, that uh, if you designate a Pesach, it gets lost, uh, and uh, you know, uh, then you find it uh, later on, uh, after Pesach, uh, it says, uh, what, what do you do with that? It is brought, uh, you know, a mortar Pesach, uh, a leftover Pesach, uh, a mortar Pesach, an extra Pesach, um, a leftover Pesach, that comes as a Shlamim, and a Shlamim, indeed can be female so therefore uh, that's why uh, Rebbe, Rebbe says I don't agree with that last statement of Rebbe Shimon uh, and uh, and uh, you know quote Rebbe Shimon ben Lazar and then Rebbe Shimon uh, he says because uh, you get uh, uh, the holiness uh, can also uh, femininity can be uh, in terms of a Pesach offering as well Lema uh, why doesn't he go so far as to say also in Hashem why also, if you have a similar kind of case with an Asham, uh, it could come as an Ola. Uh, as well so and, and, and you know once we work out uh, that we said that once you connect it to an Ola a bird can also be uh, an Ola a female bird can be an Ola so there could be a femininity even with an Asham uh, why don't you go that far um, Rav Avin Rav Avin answers Ein Hektesh Pesach uh, No uh, we don't go as for that, that far because there's the distinction if you consecrate an animal as a Pesach uh, and, and you never use it uh, well then it does come as as a shlamim. Okay, gufu karav shlamim, and uh, the whole its whole body is uh, uh, you know offered up as a shlamim. Im hiktish asham baola, but in terms of an asham uh, that uh, that that you don't use, uh, that you bring up as an ola, uh, and it's that ain gufu karav ola. Really, the, you had it as uh, um, uh, it wasn't sanctified in the first place uh, as an ola. Uh, what you do, it, 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 you know, what does it mean? You bring it up as a as a bird offering uh, as a as a, as a burnt offering and as an Allah, uh, it means it's not sacrificed itself as an Allah. Uh, what do you do? You wait until it gets a mum, some kind of blemish, and then we sell it, and then the, the, the money is used uh, to buy uh, an Allah. Uh, so what is the what is behind this whole argument uh, what are they arguing about uh, what do we say uh, we say Rabbi Shimon says surely you only um, give over this this uh, money for the, uh, the the monetary value because you know hektish uh, cannot be uh, you, you know that a male a female cannot be brought as a Pesach offering so therefore your intention was always that you had a monetary value and the other one, Rebbe says, no, we say you, you want the animal to have as, uh, you know, as, as, as much as possible to have Kudusha Taguf. Uh, and we say that in this case, it could have uh, Kudusha Taguf, albeit in its roundabout way, that the Pesach offering can eventually be brought as a Shlamim. So uh, we say that, that it could, uh, the holiness does fall on it, and then uh, as a result, uh, it can be made uh, into a Tzmura. All right, uh, going back uh, to uh, to what to what we uh, had at the very beginning of our Shur, Rabbi Zayra, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, time of Rabbi Yeshua. Why does Rabbi Yeshua uh, say that? Uh, uh, 
you know, Rabbi Zaira said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, the reason for Rabbi Yeshua saying what he says uh, is the following Pasuk Dabar El Aaron, speak to Aaron, Val Banav, and to his children, Val Korbana Israel, and to the whole of the Jewish people, Ramat Salem, and say to them, Ish Ish, be Beit Israel, and any person of the, of the uh, anyone who brings Ashiyakriv Lashem Ola, that brings an Ola. Okay, uh, you bring it as an Ola. It says, I call Karav Lola. Uh, any person, it's a very wide ranging statement. He said, everything uh, that is uh, can be bringing, brought as an Ola. So that is um, Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Uh, he says, every ideal offering is an Ola. So he says, the reason is that's where he works out the Pasuk, everything should be brought up as an Ola. Uh, that it should be accepted and it should be a, a male uh, without any form of blemish. So then, uh, surely only males uh, are applicable. So how do you, where do you see that females uh, that you get consecrated also uh, have to go as an olat? Hamulumar babakar carries on uh, in, in another pasuk altogether. Uh, it says of the cattle, which uh, bakar uh, is not specifically male, uh, it can include females as well. Of the cattle, uh, it says and not. Um, uh, you know, uh, specifically uh, males. Rabot, it's an akavot that includes uh, females as well. Rabbi Yitzhak by Rabbi Lezer Shal, Rabbi Yitzhak, the son of Rabbi Lazar, uh, asks as follows Ketiv Zachar, Batamar Babakar, Larabot et Nekavot. No, there's explicit Pasuk uh, that says Zachar, male, and now you say Bakar, uh, you, know, in, in, you know, in a Pasuk that's nowhere near it. The first one is, uh, you know, in the very. Um, uh, uh, actually, uh, not <laughs> that that pasuk is actually one after it. Uh, it continues straight after it. It's not nowhere near it. It is one after the other. So we we had that that, that pasuk ish ish. Um, you know, at, uh, any person uh, of you know Bar Aaron Babanav. Uh, that that uh, that pasuk comes. It's in chapter twenty-two of Vayikra, uh, verse eighteen, and there's now verse uh, nineteen. So you you started off saying uh, that uh, it says male, and then it says uh, bakar. Uh, you know, it, 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 um, uh, then you you come <coughs> and you uh, says it has to be a, a male. Uh, you know, and now you come to say, and then the, then the, later on in that pasuk it says babakar. Uh, uh, it says uh, you know you, it, immediately afterwards you say oh, it comes to include females. How can you say that? Tamim. So you know why, why don't you say the following things? You know it says tamim babakar You know what what you know it's like saying uh, that it says. Uh, uh, it has to be unblemished, and you saying no. Babakar comes to include uh, unblemished. I mean, blemished animals it has to be unblemished, and now you saying it comes to include blemished animals. You know what? Uh, you know that that's the. Uh, it seems arbitrary uh, to to say such a thing. My uh, benayim. Um, so what's the difference uh, between the two of them? Uh, and Amar Rav Amar Rav says Shifta the Karkada benayim. The the difference between them is as thick as a weaver's rod. Uh, okay, because a female offering can be brought uh, to the altar in some way, uh, but a blemished animal cannot uh, be brought on the altar in any way. All right, Rebbe Omar Yimkaru, the Rebbe says they are sold for that type of item where it's, it's said uh, this could be Rebbe Lazar uh, as well in terms of wine, oil and birds. Uh, Rebbe Lazar says they're sold for that type of item uh, and then you uh, uh, you know sell it to a person who needs wine, who needs oil, uh, etc. And then you buy uh, a lot uh, with that. So it would seem that... Um, 
uh, they are brought as a lot, so everything uh, you would you would sell everything uh, for that. Rabbi Meshem Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish, Rabbi in the name of Rash Lakish says Tamad Rabbi Lezer Dabar Alaron Valbanav. He quotes the same pasuk that we had. It says Asher Yikruv Lashem Lola. You have to bring uh, everything as an Ola Kravola. Everything that needs should be brought as an Ola. Uh, then it says Lutzon Gon Tamim Zachar. Then the pasuk says you should have a male uh, without any form of blemish uh, or filu or fort. You might think that this would imply as you could bring birds as well. Tamalor Babakar Velo Bofort. No, it says the cattle uh, and not uh, birds. So Rav Yumri of Rabbi Bun Bar Chia Havun Yatmei Amrim the Rav Yumri and Rav Chia Bun Bar Chia were were sitting and saying at Taman Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, you know that the uh, 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 timer to Rabbi Shimon. Uh, you know what is the reason of uh, Rabbi Yochanan? Said the reason of Rabbi Shimon uh, in terms of Shkainakaba, but of Kesherera, Kesherera Lavo Ola. You said a female offering could be brought as an Ola. Uh, a bird offering can be brought a female bird uh, can be brought as an Allah so we've said you know surely we as I said uh, surely Eliezer uh, said this as well so you know you know what what you know, why don't you say uh, this would apply to a bird as well uh, you know and, and we said Amar Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yossi is Kamina Kahait Amar Rabbi Shmuel B'Shem Rabbi Zaira I hold like what Shmuel Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel said the name of Rabbi Zaira. Uh, call Asha'eno Yachola Lakrave, Lo He, Velo Damea. Anything that can't be sacrificed on the altar, uh, not it and not its monetary uh, value, uh, you can't uh, redeem it. It says Lo Kacha, Ella Hektish Damim. Only it, uh, the, 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 that type of thing, can only be sanctified for its monetary uh, value. And what did you say? And what you said was correct. You can't uh, sacrifice uh, the bird on the altar. Why? Babakar it says specifically cattle for law or foot and not uh, birds in this respect. Live dot and you're not able to redeem uh, the birds because uh, birds cannot be redeemed. Only animals uh, can be redeemed. Uh, and also Lafum So therefore you're forced to say Kacha uh, Therefore you are forced to say uh, that uh, this bird was only uh, consecrated for its monetary value uh, and that's uh, and, and that is all okay uh, we are just about at the end uh, of the uh, fourth peric just uh, a little bit uh, you know a little, little bit left of uh, this discussion and then one last Mishnah, uh, and then we move on into uh, topics which uh, you know are, are, are a bit lighter uh, more agaric uh, and uh, in the meantime though everyone should have a great day uh,